Some of you look like you're scared to praise God. Did it wake you up this morning? Are you in your right mind? Move your, move your arms. Move your hands. Move your feet. Take a deep breath. Now give the Lord a hand praise. Give the Lord a hand praise. Amen. Give the Lord a hand praise. Give God a hand praise. Give the Lord a hand praise. Give the Lord a hand praise. I, I, I guarantee you, when we get out of here and we go home and watch the football game, our voice is going to be loud. Our hand press is going to be loud. We're going to be screaming, move, run, run, run. Give God a hand praise. Y'all still ain't got it yet. Hey, 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 hey. Let me help you. This praise has to leave the house because it has to meet heaven. God requires the praises of his people. It has to leave this roof. Can you understand what I'm saying? It's like your prayers. If your prayers ain't got no faith, it ain't going nowhere. But it has to leave the roof. has to leave the house. So now can we give God a hand praise? Let's let them leave the house. Give God a hand praise. We do, we do get a tell Pastor Dan, here goes his Bible. I found your Bible, brother. We give God praise today. We give God honor to whom honor is due. Giving God to heaven, to God who of my life. I thank God for saving me. Now, I need you all to understand, I didn't come here to play church. I never come to play. I come to do one thing. That's to deliver a message that God would have us to receive. That we might continue. Say continue. Say continue. That we might continue with the Lord. How many of you got your minds made up to continue with the Lord? Amen. I ain't too many hands went up. How many of you have got your mind made to continue with the Lord? Been talked about, but I'm going to continue. Been lied on, but I'm going to continue. Been denied, but I'm going to continue. Stumble sometime, but I'm going to get up and I'm going to continue. It is God's will that we continue with the Lord. Amen. And so we don't want to just come to church in a religious state. We want to come because we know that we have a relationship with God. And when we leave out of here, everything that we get goes with us. How many know you don't leave it here? Because some people come to church and whatever God sends, they leave it here. And they forget what they was taught or received today. But we don't want to forget what we've been taught or received. We want to go home. We want to practice. We want to ask God to give us strength to live. Give us strength to share it. Give us strength to go over it. You know, my wife is a good cook. Give on to my wife. Stand up, baby. I'm sorry. This is my wife, Sister Jackson. Amen. And so we want, we want to go home. And I have a cook here in the house, Sister Johnson. She cook, y'all might not even understand this language, but she cooks oxtails. See, y'all don't understand that, huh? Y'all don't understand. You understand oxtails? And when she cooks them, you, you got to take your time to eat them. So you got to pick the meat off the bones. So when you come to the house of God, you got to pick the meat off the bones. Leave the other stuff that you don't need. But pick the meat because the meat's going to give you strength. The meat's going to strengthen you. It's going to encourage you. It's going to bless you 
when you pick the meat off, you begin to eat on it through the whole week. Would, would you agree? Now, I'm a preacher. I love my wife's cooking. But I only can eat the leftovers one day. I've got to have something fresh. I need something. We need something fresh this morning. Don't you agree? We need something fresh from the Lord. Amen. So I want to just uh, pray real quick. Father God, we magnify you. We exalt you because you are God. And besides you, there is no other. We give you the praise. We give you the glory. We give you the honor. Because you've been good to us, Lord. You've been faithful to us. You look past our faults. And you have seen our needs. Thank you for your unconditional love. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for watching over and keeping us all night long. No one broke into our homes. Our homes didn't catch on fire. No one shot through our doors. Our homes didn't flood out, God. God, you've been faithful to us. What can we say but thank you in the name of Jesus? We owe you praise. We owe you honor. And we owe you the glory for our lives, God. I thank you for all the faces that I see today, Lord. I pray abundance of blessings upon your people here right now in the name of Jesus. For you know our hearts. You know our needs. You know our desires. You know everything about us. I pray you move by your great spirit upon us, God. Not one of us leave out here the same way we came. But you will move by your great spirit in the name of Jesus. I pray for the pastor, Pastor Dane and his family. I pray you keep them, God. Thank you for my brother. Thank you for watching over and keeping him, God, in the name of Jesus. Continue to bless him with a fresh anointing. I pray now in the name of Jesus. We give you the praise and the glory and the honor for this day that we thank you for. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Open your Bibles to the sixth chapter of Ephesians. Uh, Baby, I messed up. I left my glasses. I can't see. Thank God for good help, mate. When you don't have what you need, she got it. Amen. Thank you, baby. Thank you. I've been praying and asking the Lord to help me with this lesson here because it's going to talk about us. Now, I need you all to understand, I'm not just here yesterday. I've been here for a little good season. So when I'm talking about us, it's not to insult you. It is not to uh, uh, tear you down. It's designed to encourage us that we might find ourselves continuing with God. You would, you would agree with me, in this last few years, so many people have left the Lord. So many people have threw in the towel. So many people have given up. So many people have been hurt in the church. So many people have walked away from God. And it's imperative that we stop and we understand that we must learn to continue this race. We're in a race. To see God's face in peace. I'm not in a race with you. I'm not trying to outrun you. I'm not trying to outdo you. I'm trying to finish the race God has called me to finish. I'm trying my best to see his face in peace. I'm trying my best to give him the glory. I'm trying my best to help my brother and my sister if they fall to get up and continue that they might finish also. Because we're all in a race. And it's imperative that we must continue this race with the Lord. We must continue this walk. We must find ourselves moving by His Spirit, not killing one another, not destroying one another, but picking up one another and telling one another, you can make it. You can make it. You can, I don't care if you're white. You can make it. I don't care if you're black. You can make it. I don't care if you look at me like I'm crazy. You can make it. I don't care if you're a Mexican. You can make it with the Spirit of God, with the help of God. We can make it until the end. So it's imperative 
that in these last days, we find ourselves standing on the word of God. I appreciate you. I love your words. But I must be standing on the will of the word of God. For that is my victory. That is my salvation. That is my joy. That is my peace. That is everything that I need from the Lord. Standing on the word of God. As we stopped and looked through this the past few years, everybody got some stuff to talk about. But everybody's not talking about the word of God. Everybody's saying this and that, this and that. But everybody's not talking about the word of God. Everybody's saying, go to the church house. But I don't hear nobody saying, get to God. Get to God. Because you can come here and still not get to God. It's imperative. It's imperative that we find ourselves with the Lord. Because one day we're going to die. Look at somebody and tell them, I don't know about you. But I ain't going to hell. Y'all scared to talk to me? Look at each other and say, hey, I don't know about you. But I'm not going to hell. I didn't come this far to go to hell. I come this far to finish that I might see God's face in peace. I believe all of us want to hear God say, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Well done, thou good and faithful servant. You've been through a hard time, but you finished the race. You finished the course. You went through a whole bunch of stuff, but you finished. I'm going to say amen myself because I'm determined to finish. I'm determined to finish. So in the sixth chapter of Ephesians, Paul began to say these things. He says, finally, my brother, grab somebody's hand. Grab somebody's hand. Come on, come on, come on. Grab somebody's hand. I need you to be a minister right now. I need you to be a minister. Come on, mama. Screw it on over there. Screw it on. Grab that woman's hand. Praise God for you. Grab somebody's hand. And look in their face and say, finally, brother, let's hear the whole conclusion of the whole matter. He said, be strong in the Lord. Tell somebody, tell her, tell her, tell her, be strong. He's not talking about your body, he's talking about your faith. Because that's what the enemy's after today, he's after your faith. Uh, I'm telling you, he doesn't care how much you shout, he doesn't care how much you come here and be, be friendly, he's after your faith. That's why we have to make up our minds to finish. We have to put ourselves in a security guard position to protect our faith. I love you, praise God for you, but i got to protect my faith because the enemy's out to steal my faith. I can't afford to let him steal my faith. I can't find myself in places I don't belong. I can't find myself doing stuff I don't belong. I can't find myself in places that God don't have me to be because the enemy's out to steal. He comes to kill, to steal, and to destroy. we got to be mindful of ourselves, people of God. Because we're living in the last and evil days where the thief is moving like never before. He's stealing like never before. How many times did you turn the TV on and hear about murder? Murder, 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 murder. The earthquakes, two, two, two thousand people dying at one time. The enemy is busy like never before. And if we're not mindful of ourselves, if we don't take our walk seriously, then we can find ourselves in trouble. 
I never forget when I first got saved, I was a, a young man. The Lord delivered me off of drugs. The Lord delivered me out of sin, period. And I was just, but I didn't take it seriously. I didn't take salvation seriously. And I was running around just doing my thing, you know. And I was going to church. When I first got saved, I was on time to church. I was on time to Bible study. I was on time to everything the Lord had. But sooner or later, I began to slack off. How many, how many ever slacked off? You ever slacked off? And I begin to slack off. I begin to take Bible study so seriously. Instead of coming in at 7 o'clock, I was coming in at 8 o'clock. Instead of coming come to a worship service at 11 o'clock, I was coming at 12 o'clock. Instead of getting in my Bible like I was doing, I was taking my time. But by the grace of God, he didn't let me die in that state. And a lot of people are dying in that state because they're not taking their walk with God seriously. They're taking their walk with God as they on Sunday. But Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, they're full of hell. I told you I didn't come to place. They're full of hell. They're full of hell. And they go up with why? Because they have not grasped the hold that they belong to God now. We, we belong to God. We don't belong to ourselves. So we have to get understand, we have to come to a conclusion here. Either we're going to live for God or we not. Either we're going to worship him or we not. Either we're going to be real about this thing or we not. Because God is coming back for all of us. I don't care how much money you have, you're still going to the grave. I don't care how pretty your house is, you're still going to the grave. We still have to meet God. And I'm determined in my life. To see the Lord's face in peace. I I need you to hear me. I love my wife. But if she don't make it, I got to keep on going. And he's he's looking at me like, why am I saying this? Because we have made our husbands, our wives, our gods. And I love her. She knows I love her little brown self. But she's not my God. She's not my, I'm not her God. We are saved. We love each other. But we must seek God for ourselves to have that relationship with, yes, we pray for one another. Yes, we pray. Yes, we pray for one another. She's ministering today. But in spite of all that, I still have a walk I have to complete with the Lord. I love her from my heart, but she's not my God. I'm not her God. So this message is just not for you, but it's for us to finish this race. In conclusion, finish it. In conclusion, Finish it. Paul is saying at the end of the story, you got to finish this thing. You got to be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Then he says, put on the whole armor of God. Now, I, I taught this Thursday, Thursday. He never told us to take it off. He never said, when you go to bed, take off your armor. I was in prayer yesterday morning, and I began to hear somebody say, Lord, uh, I'm going to go now and put my helmet on. I'm thinking, what you put it on? You should have it on. You should be dressed. Because why? We're always in a battle. We're always in a battle. Y'all not ready for this today. We're always in a battle. How many know you're always in a fight? Sometimes the fight is here. Sometimes the the heat of it is here. Sometimes the heat of it is here. But rest assured, we're always in a battle. The enemy not sent back saying, oh, look at you, you're watching TV. He's not sent back saying, oh, look at you smiling. He's not sitting back and saying, oh, look at you sick. He's always on the attack. So we can never, we can never take our walk for granted. We must be ready, ready to stand. 
We must be ready to fight. We must be ready to do what God called us to do. We must be ready. I don't need y'all to hear me today. To forgive one another. Because that's part of the victory. Without forgiveness, there's no healing. I hope y'all can hear what I'm saying. We must, we must remember. We must remember. We must remember loving one another. It's part of the victory. See, 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 we love each other as long as we come to church. But it's when we see just in the store, that's when the love of God should come out of us. When we're on the street, when the love of God should come out of us. We are the people of the living God. God is trying to tell us, I need you to be ready, not only to fight for yourselves, but to fight for your sister, but to fight for your brother, but to fight for your children, but to fight for your in-laws. I've been praying something lately the Lord has been giving me in my prayer time is to pray for my bloodline. To pray for your bloodline. People you might not never meet, but they're coming out of your bloodline. Daughters, granddaughters, great-granddaughters, great-grandson, it's coming through your bloodline. What the enemy's trying to do today? Kill the youth. That's through the bloodline. But we are designed to pray for our bloodline. That God might bless them to be saved, healed, that we might see them where we're starving to go. That's to heaven. Don't y'all agree? Your bloodline is very important. Your bloodline, the enemy's trying to kill with drugs. Your bloodline, the enemy's trying to kill with alcohol. Your bloodline, the enemy's trying to kill with suicide. Your bloodline, the enemy's trying to kill with uh, uh, some woman or some man that got a disease. It's your bloodline that God is saying, I need you to pray for You say, okay, you say, how is that scripture? Scripture says, when the uh, people came to Peter, Peter came out the upper room, they began to repent for their sin. And Peter said, they said, okay, Peter, what you're saying is right. We did crucify the Lord. But how do we fix this thing? Peter tells them to repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ. And you shall receive uh, the gift of the Holy Ghost. Repent for your sins. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Look what he says now. And this promise is unto you, unto your children. Okay, I hear you. Okay, baby, I'm going to preach to you right now. Unto your children, unto your children's children. What is God saying? Generations are coming behind you. It's imperative that you pray for them. It's imperative that you pray that God save them. It's imperative you intercede for them, not when they get here, right now. Because the enemies wait to destroy them. And if we don't pray for them, y'all don't hear what I'm saying. They're being shot all day long. They're being killed all day long. Maybe it's because we're not praying like we're supposed to be praying for our bloodline. Do your hand like this. Just do your hand like I know it's crazy. I know it's elementary. There you go, brother. See your bloodline. That's your seed. You got to pray for. See your blood. Look at it. Look at your bloodline. Junior coming through there. Martha's coming through there. Sylvia coming through there. Somebody's coming through that bloodline. And we got to pray for the bloodline that God will save our bloodline. How many of you want to see your family saved? How many of you want to see your family saved? How many of you here got family that's not saved? Oh, but you want to see them saved because it's in your bloodline. 
You don't want your bloodline to go to hell. Amen. Praise God. Amen. I don't. Hello, I talked to my son yesterday. I talked to my son. He's in Japan. Talked to him yesterday. Let him know. I want you to know I love you. Thank God he's saved. But he's in a foreign country. And a foreign country says he meets foreign things. And so he won't get tied up with stuff that's foreign. We continue to pray that God will keep him. That he may leave out. He left the home saved. He might come home saved. Don't you agree? Amen. Let's finish reading. Look what he says. Finally, my brother, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God. Put it on. All of us in this room that are saved should be dressed. We should be dressed ready to go into battle. I met a lady in the back. I don't know who she was. She's back there. She's back there right now. I met her uh, when I came in here. And the first thing she did, she went into battle for my knees. Y'all see how I came here and I came? But she started praying for my knees. She went into warfare on my behalf. Amen. Amen. She went into warfare on my behalf. She began to pray for my knees, that God would give my knees strength. Now, I need y'all to hear me real good. I have not walked up the steps in a long time. But today I walked up some steps. Because somebody interceded on my behalf. It's warfare. It's warfare. It's warfare. It's warfare. So he tells us to put on the whole armor of God. Get dressed before you leave the house. Stay dressed through your whole day. Eat dressed. Take a bath dressed. Go to bed dressed. Whatever you do, keep on the armor. Don't take off your armor. Put it on. Put it on. Tell somebody, get dressed. Get dressed with your armor. Because you never know where the devil is. The Bible says he goes as a roaring lion, seeking who he may devour. Don't you ever think when you come to church, the devil didn't come with you? Amen. I'm going to say amen that to myself. Amen. I never forget, I went to a ministry in Pomona. Beautiful place. They turned the whole bowling alley into a church. Beautiful place. And I never forget, I was looking at it. I went to go use the restroom. And I was looking at it. I said, oh, Lord, this is beautiful. Beautiful place. And I heard God say these words to me, but there's danger here. I said, what, what do you mean? The people of God is here, but there's danger here. Don't you ever think the enemy's not here? Don't you ever think he, remember Job, where the enemy find himself? In the presence of the Lord. He was right there in the presence of the Lord. Don't, wait, don't we ever think that the enemy is not here? We're so busy moving and talking and moving and talking and not being watcher over ourselves. No, we got to learn how to come in, spiritual minded. Take a seat, get into prayer, and wait and see what God's going to do. But if we're not being mindful of ourselves, then we make ourselves accessible to the enemy. We don't know what kind of trick he has up his sleeve. But when we're dressed, when we're in the presence of the Lord, God begins to deal with us. So he says, put on the whole armor of God, that you might be able to stand against the wiles of the enemy. Wiles mean tricks. He's a trickster. He can't use your future ahead of you, but he can't use your past against you. I'm going to say it again. He cannot use your future because he don't know your future. But he does know your past. He does know what God brought you from. He does know what God delivered you from. He does know what God is helping you with right now. So the enemy comes from behind us to mess us up. Amen. From behind us. So he said, put it on. Be ready. 
for the tricks of the enemy. Be ready for him to try to pull something on you that you thought that God got you out of. Be ready for him to bring those old people back in your life. Be ready for a lot of stuff that you shouldn't have to go through. But a lot of times we're not ready because we're taking our walk with God for granted. So he says, put on the whole arm of God that you may be able to stand, be ready to stand against the wiles of the enemy. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood. How we get messed up here? We're seeing the outside of a man and not the inside of a man. We're not seeing the out. We're seeing the outside. We're seeing James Jackson. But we don't see the spirit that's manifesting through the inside to come out to stop us from doing what God has called us to do. So we have to stop. We have to get spiritual minded. Can somebody just say amen with me? You you got to get spiritual minded. We have to be spiritual minded. We can't do this thing in the flesh. We can't do it cussing. We can't do it arguing. We can't do it fighting. We can't do it lying. We have to stay in the spirit of God. Because that's where our victory is. It's in the spirit of God. Your joy is in the spirit of the Lord. It's not in the car. Your joy and your peace is in the spirit of God. It's not in a cigarette. It's not in a joint. Some people say, you know, I just got to have a cigarette. I just got to have it. But as soon as they smoke it, they need another one. So it lets you know it didn't deliver what it's supposed to deliver. But we have to make sure that we may stay in the power of God. Look, look, look what Paul says. He says, put on the whole arm of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood. That's not our fight. That's, that's the enemy. That's how he's trying to fight us, through the flesh. How many of you got, you got to have a problem with your flesh? Amen. Only three said the amen. I say, we got to have a problem with our flesh. Our flesh, our flesh can become a mess. Don't you agree? Our flesh, amen. I, I say it to you because I ain't scared of y'all. Our flesh can become a mess. It can become a mess if we don't keep ourselves in the Lord. Our flesh can mess us up. Our flesh can stop us from receiving the blessing. Our flesh gets in our way. Our flesh says, hey, you know what? Do it my way. Forget about God. Forget about everybody else. Just do it my Our flesh is a mess. And we need God to save us from our flesh. What's our flesh doing things your way? That's our flesh. When he does things your way. When we do things our way. Hello? I'm going to give you a piece of my history. My wife and I uh, was arguing about something. And I'm going to tell you that she was wrong and I was right. Okay? <laughs> she, was, she was wrong. Y- yes, ma'am. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Okay? She was wrong and I was right. And I, we was arguing and we was going back and forth. Not in a hurtful, bad way. But we was just not on the same page. And I heard God tell me, shut up. Y'all never heard that, huh? I heard God tell me, shut up. And I'm looking, I said, God, she's wrong. I'm right. And the Lord began to let me see the words that was coming out of my mouth had fire on the end of them. Me just trying to burn up something. And God told me, shut up. I sit down on my chair and I'm pouting. And I said, Lord, I'm right. Hear what God told me. 
You can be right and burn your house down. Or you can shut your mouth and save your house. I've been married for 28 years. I'm determined to save my house. See, see, we've got to understand the enemy tries to catch us at our weakest point. He knows you better than you know yourself. You was not born again first. We was born in the flesh first. So he knows our history. He knows our shortcomings. He knows what we get mad about. He knows how we lose our temper. I'm talking to somebody. I know I'm talking to somebody. He knows that even though in my old age, I get frustrated with myself. He knows I don't like to be told no. I want to be told yes. He knows me. But guess what? I know me. For the Bible says we're not ignorant of Satan's devices. So if he knows me, I should know me also. And I should see how the enemy's trying to use me to hurt me. i say it again. I should see how the enemy's trying to use me to hurt me. He wants to steal my marriage. He wants to steal my walk with God. He wants to steal my deliverance. He wants to steal my healing. He wants to steal my commitment with God. He wants me to be depressed. The devil is a lie. Uh, y- y'all, not hear, y'all not hear me. I was on a prayer line the other day, and I heard the preacher say this. We all are witchcraft. No, I stop. So no, 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 no. I'm not under no witchcraft spell. I'm saved. So there's some things you got to know how to stop in the tracks. No, 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 no. I'm saved. I'm not going to let you put that claim on me. Do me a favor real quick. This is going to sound crazy. I know this. Take your hand. Take your hand. Take your hand, young preacher. Just rub yourself. You know what you're doing? You're rubbing up all those titles people called you. All those things people called you. They called you ugly. They called you stupid. They said you was uneducated. They said you wasn't no good. Rub all that stuff off of you. They said you were stupid. Rub that stuff off of you. Now, now you're rubbing. Now take your hand again and put on you. I'm a child of God. I'm victorious. I got victory on my side. I'm healed. I'm delivered. Because I'm, I'm in the hands of the Lord. See, you, you got to learn how to take off and put on. Take off and put on. Because the enemy is always trying to put something on us. And we've got to know who we are. So look at somebody and say, if you're not that, take it off. But if you say, put it on. If you're a worshiper, put it on. If you're a praiser, put it on. Because that's who we are. He says, so put on the whole arm of God. Who here is dressed this morning? Who came out the house naked? Who came out the house naked? I see they back there laughing. Who came out the house naked? Then why would you leave your house not dressed in the armor of God? If you left the house completely dressed, and I don't see nobody in this room naked, how come we not all wearing our armor? Why are we not ready for the fight? Why are we not ready for the attack of the enemy? You got to be dressed. You got to be dressed. You got to have your helmet of salvation on. Because everybody today has a mental problem. And the devil is a lie. The devil is a lie. 
Everybody's mental. Everybody, I, I ain't never met so many people got a mental problem. But the Bible says, Isaiah 26 and 3 says, Thou will keep thee in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on him. Are y'all not hear what I said? Say Thou will keep thee in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on him. Because they trust in him. Tell somebody, I'm in my right mind. Oh, you got to be in your right mind. Because God can't use you if you're not in your right mind. I'm going to say amen to myself. Amen, amen, Bishop Jackson. Amen. My wife can't use it if I'm not in my right mind. <clears throat> now she's calling a, 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 a medical hospital. Come get this brother. <laughs> but when you're in your right mind, you can think. You can think. Hear me, people of God. You can think without your right mind. See how the enemies go and tell everybody you're crazy. You're crazy. Something's wrong with you. And the devil is a lie. Why would God save you and leave you crazy? Look at somebody and tell them, why would God save you and leave you crazy? That's not the will of God. The will of God that you be in your right mind. I don't know about y'all, but y'all look like I'm talking like a foreign language. You got to be in your right mind. Look what he says. He says, he says, put on, he says, he said, for we, let me get where I've got to go. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, means spiritual wickedness, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. He said, wherefore, take unto you the whole arm of God. That you take it. Now you got it on. Take it wherever you go. Now that you're dressed, take it with you. He didn't say, get fancy and get cool and take it off. Take it with you. Wherever you go, go dressed. Wherever you go, who in got to carry a wallet in a purse? Wherever you go, don't you carry your wallet? Don't you carry your purse? Well, carry the arm of God. Carry the arm, put, put it on, and then leave with it. Go shop with it. They got some clothes that look good with the armor of God. You can, you can start out with the armor of God. But you can also be defeated if you don't wear it. Let me ask you a question. I hear you, God. How many of you like being defeated? How many of you like being defeated? How many of you like being victorious? victorious. It comes through practicing the word of God. How many of y'all study? Be, be for real. How many of you study? How many have a desire to study more? Say this with me. I, I will, will pick up my Bible. Look what he says. Look what he says. He says, take on you the whole arm of God, the whole arm of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and have done all to stand. Stand, 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 stand. I don't know who I'm talking to right here, but stand, stand. The enemy's trying to get you to take down, trying to get you to fold up, trying to get you to throw in the top. But stand. <coughs> Say, Lord, they walked away from me. They're not my friends no more. But stand. My family acting crazy. But stand. 
Lord, my money's short, but stand. Lord, all hell breaking loose, but stand. Stand on the whole armor of God. Don't you take a piece of it off. Look what he says. Stand therefore, having your law. He said, I'm sorry, wherefore take you the whole arm of God, that you may be able to withstand. Y'all know, you understand what withstand means? It means something is pulling at you, trying to pull you to that side. And you telling it, no, I'm not going over there. How many of y'all ever been there? The enemy's trying to pull you into temptation. He's trying to pull you out the will of God. He's trying to pull you into an argument. He's trying to pull you into something that's not right of the Lord. So we're withstanding. And today we are in a withstand place. Because everybody's walking away from God, seems like. Everybody's turning back on the church, seems like. You got false prophets going everywhere. You got stuff everywhere happening. And God's trying to tell his people, withstand everything that's going on. Withstand it. And as you withstand, you find yourself standing. Not in your flesh, but on the word of God. On the word of God. That's why so many of us are falling. Because we're coming to church, but we're not opening up our Bibles. I heard your pastor say, I hope you bring your Bible. So you won't take what's coming out of the preacher's mouth as if it's word. You've got to study your Bibles. Because we might miss something. We might not cover something. But the Spirit of God, when you study it, you can see what God is really saying to you. He says, study to show yourself approved under God. A workman. Who in here are workmen? Who here are workmen? Doing something for the Lord. A workman. Not need to be ashamed, but rightly dividing the word of truth. You've got to study your Bibles. We can come here and shout all day long and still not pick up our Bibles. That's our victory. When you go home, study your Bibles. Get in the word of God so you can speak. Because you can't cuss the devil out because that belongs to the devil. But you, when you study, he attacks us. And we use the word of God to speak against him. Now you got victory. Now you got victory. Because the only thing going to make him back up is the word of God. I was sitting down the other day, and the Lord told me, look at, who, who here is in a battle right now? Thank you, brother. Who here in a battle right now? Who in here is expecting victory? Okay, but, but check it out, check it out. To sing that song, Victory is Mine, you've you got to see what you're fighting. To proclaim victory over that. So we're saying, victory is mine, victory is mine, victory today is mine. Oh, see, y'all got happy, see? Oh, yeah. But we didn't stop to look what we were fighting. <clears throat> we were just singing a song. But now, what you're being attacked with, look at what you're being attacked with. Now I begin to say, victory is mine. Y'all didn't catch that, y'all didn't catch that. This right here is, is, is bothering me, it's bothering me. This is what I'm fighting against. <clears throat> but I'm saying in victory without saying any victory to it. Can you understand what I'm saying? I got to say victory to this. Victory is mine. Well, how is that possible? 
how's that Bible? He told his people, speak to the mountain. He says, speak to the mountain, and the mountain shall be moved. Well, what did the mountain represent? It represented Goliath. When David went against Goliath, what was that? A big nine-foot giant. He never told us to climb the mountain. He said, speak to the mountain. And tell that mountain to get out your way. Come on, y'all. Hello? Speak to the mountain. Speak to it. Speak to it. If it's doubt, speak to it. Whatever the enemy's trying to fight you with, trying to destroy you with, take a step back and look at it. And speak to that mountain. That that mountain may be moved. And the Bible tells if we believe what we speak, because life and death is in the power of the tongue. What we speak, it shall happen. I don't know about you, but I can't wish it away. I can't hope it away. I got to speak it out, out of my way. Because God has given me power in my mouth to speak to the mountain. So now I can begin to sing victory. Victory is mine. I told Satan, get thee behind me. Victory today. Not tomorrow, because tomorrow is not promised to us. Not yesterday, because yesterday is gone. But today. Oh, come on, somebody. If I can just grab hold of today and tell that devil, get behind me today. <coughs> and enjoy the Lord today. Look what it says. Look what it says. I'm almost finished. Look what it says. Stand, having, stand, stand therefore having your Lord's grit about with truth. So we've got to stand in truth. Am I wrong or am I right? In having on the breastplate of righteousness, we have to be in righteousness with Christ Jesus. We can't do it our way because we don't know how to live for God. But the Lord leads us into his righteousness. That's what pleases the Lord. Then he says, and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. So we've got to have our feet shod with the preparation. The word of God has to come through us, out of us, be in us. We wear it all day long. And above all, taking the shield of faith. How many of y'all got faith? How many of you started out with this much? And end up this much? Because faith is designed to grow. It's not designed to stay a mustard seed. That's how we start. Am I wrong? Am I right? But it's designed to grow. To grow. To grow. To grow. That lady that prayed for my knees. Faith talked to my knees. and said, be healed. Be healed. I don't know about you, but I believe in speaking the word of God over my life, over my wife's life, over my children's life, over my ministry, over my finances. You got to speak life to your finances. Speak life to your body. <clears throat> speak life to your mind. Speak life to your relationships. <coughs> Look what it says. <clears throat> Wherewith you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one, of the wicked. And take the helmet of salvation. That's why I tell you, ain't no way in the world you should be walking here crazy. Because we have the helmet of salvation on. I understand it represents salvation. But I also understand he takes care of my mind. How many know God take care of your mind? How many people called you crazy and you know they was lying? Because you know you was in your right mind. It's good. Hear me, people of God. It is good. That you're in your right mind. 
because a lot of people are not in their right mind. Praise God. Let me finish here. It says, and take the helmet, the, the helmet of salvation, and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. Praying always with prayer and supplication in the Spirit. And watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. So I'm not just here to watch out for myself. I'm here to pray for you. I don't, I don't even know not one of y'all. But I guarantee what I'm doing. In my spirit, my eyes are taking pictures of you. I'm going to start praying for you. Because I believe in praying one for the other. And we got to know how to pray for one another. So I'm taking pictures of you because God's going to bring you back to my remembrance. And in my prayer time, I'm going to call out your face. God, touch my brother over here. That look at me like he's mad about to beat me up. Touch him, Lord. I'm going to pray for his wife. I'm going to pray for my brother here. I'm going to pray for you. Why? Because we need prayer one for the other. All of us are under attack. Every last one of us are going through something. Every time I talk to somebody, I say, man, it's a rough year. It's hard. This is terrible. I'm, I'm going through. Well, we're going to pray one for the other. I got a phone call last night. I made a phone call last night. And my wife went to work, and she seen a, a pastor that we knew. And it hurt my heart. The pastor backslid. He said, preacher, I'm just sitting down now. I'm not doing nothing. It hurt my heart. To hear a brother in the Lord, a soldier on the front line of the battle, now sitting down, not doing nothing. So what is my job? My job is to pray for him. That God will restore. Not to worry about what he did. That's not my concern. My concern is not how he failed. My concern is that he get up. That he finish. That he finish. Say finish. Finish this race. That I might see his face in peace one day with the Lord. Don't you all agree? You know people who have walked away from the Lord. You know people who have threw the towel in. You know people who have given up the race. You know people who have said, you know what, I tried it. I couldn't finish it. Mary left, so I might as well leave too. And that's when the battle begins. Let them understand, not because Mary left, don't mean you leave. As a matter of fact, let's go get married so the will of God can be done in their life. I want to read one, one scripture here real quick. I'm going to finish. Uh, maybe I can share this with you real quick through the Spirit of God. It says, uh, that's why I got to help make because I'd be forgetting stuff. I have a good wife. I, I, I want to pull out a word. I want to pull out a word, one word. If I, I'm going to read this whole scripture, but I want to pull out the word. And let us not be weary in well-doing. For in due season, you shall reap, if, this is the word, we faint not. People are fainting like never before. We shall reap if we faint not. Don't you agree? Amen. Tell somebody, don't you faint. Look what, it says, look, look, look what it says. I want to read the next one. Book of Proverbs, the 24th chapter, 10th verse says, If thou faint in the day of adversity, 
Oh, and we are in the day of adversity. We're in the day of trouble. We're in the day of being attacked. We're being in the day of being turned on. We're in a day of trouble, people of God. And this is why it's so important that we find ourselves standing on the word of God in the end. Yes, your money's gone, but stand. Yes, trouble's happening, but find yourself standing. Yes, hell is breaking loose, but stand. Stand. If only one person gets this message, I'm blessed. If only one person leaves out here saying, you know, I'm going to make up my mind to stand on the word of God. I'm blessed. If only one person says, you know, I'm coming back to God. I, I left him, I made a mistake, but I'm coming back. I'm blessed. Because I wanted to preach a real strong message. But God had me here just to preach this right now. To find ourselves finishing the race that we have entered in. God has entered us into a race. And everything is trying to stop us from finishing that race. But we just make up our minds. Make up our minds every day. This one scripture I live off of. It's like, I t- it's like bread to me. I take bread and I dip it in the gravy. Proverbs, the third chapter, in the fifth and sixth verse. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. I'll say what? But in all your ways. And he shall. So before you leave your house, you should be saying, God, you lead me. God, you guide me. God, give me wisdom. How many of you ask God for wisdom today? When you, before you left the house, how many say, God, give me wisdom? Because wisdom is a principal thing. You need wisdom from the Lord. There's two types of wisdom. There's earthly wisdom and spiritual wisdom. We have the earthly, but we don't have the spiritual. And God says, if you want it, it's, it's free. All you got to do is ask me for it. Give me wisdom how to be a man. Give me wisdom how to be a husband. Give me wisdom how to be a father. How many of y'all know we need this? Give me wisdom how to be a woman. Give me wisdom how to be a grandmother. Give me wisdom how to be a mother. Give me wisdom, Lord. Why? So you won't be out there embarrassing yourself and your brothers our God. But without asking for this, we make all kind of mistakes. God, give me wisdom how to go into Pastor Dane's church. I didn't sit back there to sit back there. I sit back there because I know to take my place. Give me wisdom. Give me wisdom, Lord. Somebody say to me, say, God, God. your word says, says, if any man man lack wisdom, wisdom. let him ask you, and you would give it to us, liberally. Give me wisdom, Lord. I'm going to uh, state of brothers. Give me wisdom how to go in there. Because today they're shooting up everything. And God might want to turn your feet around. But if you don't talk to them, you don't give them access. God, give me wisdom how to go into schools. Give me wisdom how to talk to people. Give me wisdom what to say and when to shut my mouth. I'm going to say that again because I know you all didn't hear that one. Give me wisdom when to say and give me wisdom how to shut my mouth. I need wisdom, Lord. Give me wisdom with my neighbors. I need wisdom. I need wisdom. He's trying to tell us something to copy Solomon. Solomon was in a dream, took over his kingship from his daddy. God came to him in a dream, said, Solomon, what do you want? He said, Lord, give me wisdom how to lead your people, how to go in and out among the people. How many know you need wisdom? Wisdom is the principal things. In all thy gettings, get an understanding. We need wisdom.
So he says right here, Proverbs, the 24th chapter, and the 10th verse says, If thou faint, tell somebody, don't faint in the day of trouble. Don't you faint in the day of trouble. Hold your ground. If thou faint in the day of adversity, thy strength is small. Meaning that you have not been spending time with the Lord. Because the joy of the Lord is your strength. So to have much strength, you got to keep your joy. How many of them want to steal your joy? Won't you sad all day? Depressed? Miserable? Can I just say it like this? Say this with me. The devil is a liar. Now, 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 stop and look at him in his face and tell him the devil is a liar. You're not going to steal my joy today. You're not going to steal my peace today. You're not going to steal my smile today. Smile, smile, smile. Thank you, brother. Put, put a smile on your face. Because the enemy wants us to look sad and deep and depressed. Now, the devil is a liar. I told my son last night, put a smile on your face, son. Oh, dad. <laughs> but the more I talk to him, the more I laugh with him, the more the smile broke forth. I said, look at you. you got beautiful teeth. The Lord has blessed you. Look at you. Look at you. Look at, look at you. We have to learn how to encourage one another. Your brother and sister's going through some things. Learn how to say, be encouraged. Oh, come on, talk with me. Be encouraged. Be encouraged. You're going to make it. You're going to make it. Tell somebody you're going to make it. You're going to make it. Amen. And you're going to help me make it. Don't you agree? And I'm going to help you make it. Don't see me on the road and pass by me and say, you can make it, preacher. Just get up. No. Encourage me to get up. Because you don't know my battle. But if we stay dressed in the Lord, and continue to follow God and humble ourselves to the Lord. Humble ourselves. Humble ourselves before the Lord. God will bless us. May the Lord bless you. I hope you got something out of this today. I hope you got something out of this.